It is Monday, July 27th, 2020. Uh, it turns out um, baseball did not get its shit together before Dave, as it looks like this whole fucking thing might get shut down after a single weekend. Awesome. That and so much more on episode number 24, the Dwight Evans episode. Not really, but he wore 24 of complaints and observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? All right. Happy Monday. Thanks for dropping by. I'm sure I'm sure you had nothing more important to do than listening to listen to this crap on a Monday morning. Uh so yeah. How was your weekend? Hopefully good. Um we continued our uh, home search over the weekend. Looked at five houses on Saturday. We were supposed to look at I think four more on Sunday, but uh, found one on Saturday that we like, put in an offer on that one Saturday night. Uh, still waiting to hear back. So if uh, if all of my listeners, all three of you, could keep your fingers crossed, that would be terrific. Because I am about done with this bullshit. I'm tired of it. Um, nice place. Plenty of room. Uh, plenty of room for for me. Does have a fucking pool. Not a big. It's not that I dislike pools because that's that's not it. Uh, I dislike the potential cost of maintaining said pool. Um, you know the issues that will come with owning a pool. My thing is that. If you are neither a parent or an Olympic swimmer, a swimming pool is pretty much useless. Um, I don't see the point. It takes up space. And it'll cost you money. Even if you don't have to, say, replace a liner, replace a filter, or anything like that, the shit's going to cost you money, one way or the other. Just in upkeep, chemicals, blah, 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 etc., etc., etc. Not something I really want to do. I don't want to fucking go out there and skim fucking leaves and shit out of the pool and mice and rats and squirrels and chipmunks because that's what fucking ends up in there. I don't want to deal with that. Just like I don't want to pay for like a solar cover to put over it when we're not using it to heat up the water and keep the critters out. Shit like that, you know? I don't want to deal with that stuff. I might end up having to deal with that stuff. My life is basically blessed. I've managed to get away with not having 
too much responsibility over the course of 42 years. Um, and I'm fine with that. I don't need more. What do I need more responsibility for? Part of the reason I don't have children. And we'll get to that later on in the show as that comes up. But, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's not something that uh, that interests me, a pool. I don't know. And look, it's not, I'm not saying that I won't use the pool. Because I will. I'll use the pool. I like swimming. And quite frankly, it'll be a good aerobic exercise. And other than uh, walking, you know. And, and those of you that know me know that I sure as shit could use the exercise. I'm a fat sack of fat. But, uh, so yeah, good stuff, good time. Fingers crossed, hopefully we hear something today. Hopefully we get good news. Hopefully Thursday's show will be good news. Uh, it does have a pool house, uh, which is essentially, you know, a section of the shed that is not a shed that uh, I could turn into the broadcast palace, perhaps. I don't know. Very exciting stuff. Uh, so, yeah, baseball, huh? Woo! Two things that we'll talk about baseball-wise. The first is something that's gone down just, you know, it's kind of, what time is it here? Quarter past 10 in the a.m. on the Monday morning. And it's just been reported that there are now 14 cases of the Rona floating around the Miami Marlins clubhouse so they've had to postpone in quotes postpone tonight's game but they had i think it was four cases two cases and then eight cases is how it worked out over the course of the weekend so they had all these cases which was more than one uh and felt the need to continue playing so the quotes that you're seeing from the Marlins are just fucking asinine. You know, like, oh, all the players got together and said, oh, this, that's what we want to do. We want to play. Hey, that's terrific. But in, you're, you're putting other people at risk. This, again, this is going to be a constant theme on this program, I think. Um, just the complete lack of empathy and common sense in society. The selfishness of these ball players now, like before the season started, I was, you know, more pro player than pro owner, for sure. But now that, you know, they need to fucking take precautions here. So if one of them gets something or feels sick, they can't play. But these fucking imbeciles decided, oh, we're going to fucking play anyway. And now they're going to fucking ruin it for everyone, which is exactly what's going to happen. Because it's just fucking stupid. And so, you know, my guess is that the Phillies uh, are going to have some cases too. And it's just a matter of time before the whole thing shuts down. And it's funny because somebody on Twitter posted the uh, the most, the currently uh, most culturally apt uh, GIF, uh, Bugs Bunny cutting Florida off the map and floating it out to uh, South America. I had to find out where that was from. So I spent time this morning doing research, folks. Uh, research. It's from 1949. The episode was called Rebel Rabbit. This one wasn't one of his best. 
basically it starts with bugs being incensed by the paltry two-cent bounty on rabbits. For us, 50 bucks for a fox and 50 bucks for a bear. So he decides he's going to Washington. Like 30 seconds into the short. He's like, ah, fuck this. I'm going to D.C. He mails himself to Washington, which is kind of weird. Um, but now it would probably take two two weeks if he mailed himself to Washington, given what's happening with the post office. Uh, politically agnostic, David. Anywho, he goes to see the U.S. game commissioner who is on the phone. And the quote, he says, yeah, I'm game. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Uh, and says that rabbits are harmless, harmless, which is why it's a two-cent bounty for rabbits. Uh, I'm getting a text. Oh, I got a, just got a text from faithful listener Jeff who sent a picture of Lay's Nashville hot chicken chips. Whoop, and uh, Philly cheesesteak chips. Hmm. Probably tastes like a mixture of uh, au jus and cheese whiz. I'll pass. The chicken ones I'm, I can get down with. Thank you, Jeff. Live text reading here on complaints and observations. Uh, anyways, back to Bugs Bunny. So yeah, so then, so now Bugs is pissed, goes on a massive crime spree. He fills in the Grand Canyon, paints the Washington Monument like a candy cane, uh, spells out and lights Bugs was here in Times Square. Was, W-U-Z. <laughs> he turns off Niagara Falls, uh, gives Manhattan back to the Indians. But not without the ubiquitous racist joke that Looney Tunes was, uh, that they just had to throw in right before he cuts Florida off of the map and sends it to South America. Looney Tunes, yeah. It was no uh, baseball bugs when bugs played all nine positions versus the Gas House Gorillas, which is my favorite Bugs Bunny short, right up until they started making the uh, the longer movies, um, I think, I want to say those were in the 80s, 70s or 80s. Those were good. I enjoyed those. A couple laughs in that short, but that's, you know, I fell down that rabbit hole, pun intended. It was about a six and a half minute short. So there you go. A little Bugs Bunny for you this morning or this afternoon. Or whenever you happen to listen to this crap. But listen, this is great timing because the uh, the 2020 Boston Red Sox could very well be the worst team in their history. And it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, they played the Orioles over the weekend, and the Orioles are not good. They're a glorified AAA club. Uh, I think they lost 115 games, no, 110 games last year, which apparently was which was an improvement over the previous year. Uh, and they come out and they fucking beat this team. They win the series two to one, uh, and they just they bat the ball all over the place in the, the second and third game. Uh, but look, the Red Sox, the Red Sox have no pitching. 
you can't tell me Nathan Ovaldi, who pitched well in the opener, uh, is going to keep that up. A guy whose elbow is held together with Cheerios and spit is not going to be able to keep throwing 100 miles an hour. It's not going to happen. So you can count on him getting hurt. Eddie Rodriguez had the Rona, and now he's got complications from the Rona. That poor kid, his career might be over. I mean, that's a bit extreme, yes, but it very well could be. We don't know. I saw someone on Twitter mention Clay Buckholtz and Andrew Kashner are available and that they just can't be worse than this current bucket of chum. Guess what, though? They're fucking right. And how awful is that? Buckholtz last year in Toronto, 2-5 and five with a 6-5-6 ERA in 12 starts. Woo-wee. He'd slide right into that number three starter role here. Andrew Kashner. Traded to the Red Sox in the second half of last season. Prior to that, 9-3 with a 3-8-3 and 17 starts for Baltimore. Terrific. That's good. I mean, you look at that, those numbers and you say, wow, yeah. That's great. Then he gets to Boston. 2-5, a 6-2-0 in 25 appearances. He only made six starts. That poor kid's career record is 57-87. and 87. Yikes. I mean, in fairness, he's played for some truly awful teams. Uh, he had a lower uh, winning percentage in five years with the Padres than he does over the course of his career. What does that tell you? Those Padres teams were dog shit. Good Lord. His ERA in, in San Diego was 387. That's that's pretty good. That's good. That's why win-loss record for, for pitchers is not indicative of, of how they really are. He has a 410 career ERA, which should afford him a at least a slightly better record. So so baseball's fucked. If you know, by the time you hear this show, they could very well have shut this thing down already. Which would be fucking hilarious. Hilarious. From none a just it would be very funny. The most interesting news story, I thought, of the weekend was uh, the Clippers' Lou Williams uh, left the NBA bubble to attend uh, the funeral service of a family friend in Atlanta. But while he was in Atlanta, decided that he needed to uh, make a visit to the Magic City Gentlemen's Club in Atlanta. You hear that, and when I heard that, I was like, what the fuck's this guy doing? He knows what's going on. He knows he shouldn't be doing this. He decides to go to a strip club. Well, not true. Lou Williams went to the restaurant at Magic City. Now, I immediately said, what kind of sociopath eats at a strip club? I'm completely uneducated on this, as apparently 
the restaurant at Magic City is legitimately really good. Did a little research. Had to visit the Magic City website. There were three things other than tits that popped out at me. Number one, GQ says it is, quote, America's most important club, end quote. And I assume that quote to be 100% accurate as it's displayed on the landing page for the site. And it is a new, full nude establishment, so it's likely correct. Number two. Oh, I burped right in the microphone. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That is so uncouth, so unprofessional. Hold on. Terribly sorry about that. The burping and the sniffling and it blow my nose. Uh, it's 8,000 degrees outside. Allergies are acting up. Anyways, back to Lou Williams. So, number two. Uh, Lou said that the restaurant is his favorite restaurant in the world. Well, he's clearly not lying as a review of the menu for Magic City will reveal one of the chicken wing flavors is called Lou Will Lemon Pepper Barbecue. Which sounds fucking terrific. And I'm going to have to find out what's up with that flavor and, and uh, copy that. Uh, and the rest of the menu looks damn good and it's reasonably priced. Solid four-star review on Google. Uh, I'm I'm starting to uh, rethink the Lou Will slander here. I mean, the guy went to a restaurant. Is, is that part of the deal with the bubble? Is that if you leave, you can't go, you know, you can't go to a restaurant? I mean, I would imagine that Mr. Williams did not partake in the full nude dancers. There's no way. No way. Number three, uh, Magic City does charge $200 for a bottle of Tangeray at the table service. Uh, and listen, I understand that it's very easy to part fools from their money when tits and ass are flying all over the place, but there really should be no person willing to drop that kind of money on that trash. Tangeray is terrible. It's an awful gin. Drink some, you know, buy the $6 Fiji waters and uh, and be fully cognizant of your money at the Magic City because they are going to try to part you from said funds. <clears throat> uh, but the menu on the site as a whole is very funny. They list Yingling as a imported beer. So they charge an extra dollar over the Budweiser. Imported from Pennsylvania. Um, and then the small print at the end. Quote, Table dancers are $10 per song throughout the club. Please accept our apologies in advance for any inconvenience. End quote. 
That's very kind of them. I don't think you're going to get that kind of deep dive on any other podcast except right here on Complaints and Observations, so tell your friends. Good stuff. Magic City. Free ad. Magic City Gentlemen's Club, Atlanta, Georgia. Check out the website. It's good. Uh, What else? Uh, Russell Wilson and his wife, Sierra, had a child. They named it Win W-I-N. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, thankfully, the NBA and the NHL start up this week. Soccer ending. There's just no way I could watch baseball, so fuck that. Um, I, I completed a script here, and now I'm way out of place. Like, I had more baseball stuff, but I've moved past baseball. What am I, why, what, what am I doing? Oh, God. Well, look. It's Monday. It's three gripes. I have I have three good ones. Um, I think this I think this episode's gonna be a good one. So sit tight. Listen. I have a commercial coming up. This is how I make money. It's like two cents per per listen. They don't let me redo the commercial. So this is the same commercial I've that I recorded a month ago. I want to redo it. It won't let me. Frustrating, but listen to it anyway. Okay, so as it is Monday, it's time for three gripes. And as I mentioned a minute ago, three good ones, at least uh, three that I think are good. So, uh, gripe number one scam emails. Is there, is there a reason? Now, look, we all get them. I seem to be getting a lot more of them lately, and I think part of it is because uh, the job search has lent me uh, to uh, add my email address to my LinkedIn profile. So I've been getting a ton more um, spam emails of late. Now, look, I I got them often, but I'm getting more of them now thanks to fucking LinkedIn. And, and again, this goes back to my general distaste of LinkedIn as a whole. Um, so that's why that's I, I'm thinking that these scammers are just they've got some sort of. um some kind of bot or some sort of algorithm that they can pull emails that are publicly displayed on LinkedIn. And I'm going to leave the fucking thing there until I find a job. Who knows? But is there some reason that these people aren't using some kind of grammar check or learning or just learning how to compose a coherent email? The goal is to fool people, no? So if you type something like, quote, I is a diplomat, double space, double space, comma, in the country of double space, Romanian. That's not going to fool me, and it shouldn't fool anyone. Or something that's in Chinese. Uh, The the body is in Chinese, but the title, uh, the subject line is, Hi, you, with the letter U, 
can find more of my nude photos here with some kind of wonky link. Like, that shit's going to get called out every time. There's no effort. How often, how often does the old, uh, oh my God, I need you to transfer money to my account right away to save the life of a little girl that you don't know. How does, how often does that tactic work? I'd love to, I'd love to see statistics or percentage. If it's still working at a 5% clip, then we should be taking, you know, 10, 15 minutes out of the 18 years or so of schooling uh, children to teach them to recognize that this is a scam. And if you or someone you know falls for this shit, then you or that someone should be publicly shamed if they're under the age of 70. Old people are suckers, and unfortunately, uh, scammers seem to always find them. But everybody else should know what's happening here. Uh, there are no diplomats uh, throughout the world that can't access funds or, uh, you know, cr- the, the big thing is it's rich people or people pretending to be rich people who can't access their money. W- what planet is that where that happens? Oh, I'm a multimillionaire, but I can't get my money right now. What? Like, come up with a better shtick, scammers. And start small. Tell me you need to borrow 50 bucks. And then go from there. You know, build a relationship. It should be like managing an account. You got to start small. You know, you just need that first step in the door. As a professional business account manager as myself, I know that's how this works. Start small. Get in the door. Show them what you can do. And that's it. That's how scammers should work. These big numbers, I understand that, you know, you send out the volume and you hope for the big hitters. Just like that, the Twitter uh, scam, or the blue checkmark people got hacked. And there was quite the transfer of Bitcoin. So, yeah. Scam emails. I hate them. Just they just fill up your inbox. You know, the email addresses are wonky, and you can't. You, there, there's no. I'm not going to fall for that. Most people aren't going to fall for that. So, clean up your fucking shit, email scammers. Gripe number two, iPhone users. Now, got an email. To uh, show mail at Complaints and Observations. This came in Saturday morning from longtime listener Scott. Scott, thank you as always for listening. I appreciate it. You're one of three listeners. Uh, And he said, Androids suck. That was the title. But listen, give it a fucking rest already, okay? Just because you're inconvenienced that some of us prefer the far superior Android system does not give you the right to kick and scream about it. It's a, it's a fucking phone, okay? So give it a rest. He says, quote, I like my text message bubbles blue, not green. I mean, really? Really? It's not the first time I've heard that complaint as if the information therein is somehow 
different based on the color. My my text messages all come up the same color. Miserable fucking gray. Why? Because Android messaging does not give a solitary fuck about color of your messages or what you're trying to say. The ones that I send are in a blue bubble because what I say is far more fucking important. He also says, quote, Android users think their shit don't stink. End quote. Well, Scott, first, my shit does stink. I'll be the first to tell you that. Second, I've never heard any Android user complain like this about iPhones. Want to know why? Because we don't fucking care. We don't care. What is the big fucking deal? There's literally no reason to give a fuck about this, but the only people who give a fuck about it are iPhone people. It's so fucking strange. It's just so weird. I don't understand it. You people can all fucking flock together and and run out and spend far too much money on the next and soon to be obsolete slash uncool phone. While I sit here with my four-year-old Google Pixel 2 that I'll keep killing you with for another four years. As if the goal is, is only to just fucking keep feeding Apple money. Oh, here you go, Tim. Here's my money. Take all my money, Tim Cook. Give me, give me more fucking subpar technology. Wow. The impetus behind that is very strange. He started complaining about it via text message to me. And and I, I don't even remember what the basis of the argument was. Um, yeah, just so... I, I don't know. I don't understand what, what the problem was, really. Let me, I'm trying to find it. What the fuck is he talking about here? Uh... Oh, okay. We're talking about uh, completely legal gambling operations and how to pay for them in the state of New Hampshire. So when I gamble, I go to New Hampshire and place my bet on the DraftKings app. DraftKings, who won't fucking hire me? I should say fuck you, DraftKings, but I like DraftKings. Um, but I've applied four times for a job. They won't hire me. Yeah, so he uses Apple Pay to fund his his app. And apparently that's a giant problem. That set him off. Androids. I mean, and it's not just Scott. I remember a... Um, a work group text prior to being fired from my job. Uh, I was the only person on the team that doesn't, didn't have an iPhone. Apparently, that was a big fucking deal to the manager. Oh, somebody doesn't have an iPhone. Does that change the way we communicate somehow? What's the big fucking problem? I still don't get it. Like, I don't understand what the issue was. 
that he, you know, he felt the need he could try to shame me amongst the group because of the phone that I have. It's stupid. It's really stupid. Spend your energy on something better than shaming people for their phone. It's petty. And believe me, this entire program is petty. So I know petty. That's petty. Gripe numero three. Couples who have kids asking couples who don't have kids when they're going to have kids. Now, if you fall into the childless couple category, you know full well what this is like and how fucking annoying it can be. Um, one of the things I really hate is when a parent will spend time complaining about their kids and then telling you how wonderful parenthood is. Now, look. I understand it's like a heat of the moment thing where, you know, you hate your fucking kids one minute, but you don't hate them. Look, let's be fair. You don't hate your kids. Unless you really do hate your fucking kids. And I'm sure that there are a ton of people out there who hate their fucking kids. Who, uh, one, should not have planned to have children. Two, should have learned to pull out. Three, should have taken precautions to prevent such things from happening. And four, uh, been more aware of their own shortcomings. There are benefits to having children, such as having someone to possibly rely on when you're old and need someone to protect you from email scam artists and the like. The problem with children is free will. And there's a chance at some point that they're going to tell you to fucking kick rocks and that'll be that. They do grow up. They're going to have a mind of their own. They may choose to tell you to fucking go away. Then there are the people that will imply that you're somehow less of a human being if you choose not to procreate as if providing the planet with yet another carbon-producing mutant is a necessary part of life. These are the worst people. And it's always dudes. And there's a ton of them on social media. A ton of them. Who seem to think that your masculinity is tied to how virile you may or may not be. Look, this isn't the Middle Ages or even the late 19th century when people made kids just to have more fucking hands to tend to their shitty fields. Some of us, as I said, are acutely aware of our shortcomings and because of that have recognized the potential inability to function in society while also being responsible for another human being for at a minimum of 20 years. That is a commitment. And if you struggle with commitment, aside from children, even down to a, a, like a phone company, type of phone, um, a relationship, anything, 
I was trying to think of more like really meaningless commitments. Um, yeah, I probably should have done. Should have that would have been a good joke in there, huh? In the script. Uh, but listen, I know per, I know myself, and I would not get a single solitary second of peace of mind knowing that a human life, another human life, was my responsibility. The thought of it is is terrifying to me. And that's the thing. It's to me. It's not to everybody else. It's me. I know that for a fact, and I wish people would just respect that and shut the fuck up. Because, honestly, it's... It's rude... Your opinion is not welcome. Because that's not something that really needs to be discussed between anyone other than myself and my wife. Or other couples who choose not to have children. It's nunya business. And that's three gripes. Three good ones, I think, today. Uh, All valid. Everything I just said, 100% valid. And if you don't like it, um, it's my show. And you tune into the show to listen to factual information. One laugh per episode, guaranteed. Short episode today. We're going less than 40 minutes today. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Good script today. I think I did pretty good. Yeah? Um, I'm going to put in the title, uh, Wayfair Hoax. I'm going to put that in the title. uh, Because I seem to have got more, um, more people listening when I put that in the title of a previous episode so i'm going to put that in again more as a test and more to try to you know draw some of my former co-workers into listening to the program even though they would say that they would listen to the program if they've gotten this far thank you thank you for tuning in it's not a bad show it's really not that bad i you know i shit on it because it's, it's my show, and I can do those sorts of things. I can shit on it. It's a joke. It's funny. Ha, 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 ha. My show stinks. Blah, blah, blah. But it's not terrible. It's okay. And I'm not just talking... I don't spend the entire time talking about me, personally. It's just the way I sort of see the world. In a... You know, not, not twisted. That's not the right word. But just in a sort of different... I think it's different than, than most people, so... Why I feel it it's it's somewhat valuable. If you disagree, let's talk. Get on the show. Pretty soon the pool house broadcast palace will be reality, and uh, you can come by. You can have a swim, a couple beers. Do the shoot, do the show, do the shul, <laughs> do the shul, do the shul from the show house. Um, but yeah. Reach out. 
showmail at complaintsandobservations.com. It's a long email address, but guess what? You're capable of typing. You can type. Go to the website, complaintsandobservations.com. I did have a blog post on Friday. It wasn't very good, but check it out. Uh, on Twitter, complaintspod, at complaintspod. Complaints and observations pod on Instagram. I have a Facebook page, Fuck Facebook. There is a YouTube page uh, with nothing on it. Just a couple of uh, terrible videos. The uh, 10 Dog Challenge is on there, but that's probably run its course. What can you do? Um, so, until Thursday, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta. <laughs>